0: Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Alex Mitchell from Agents of Change. And today we're talking about the do's and don'ts of ASWB exam prep. Before we jump into the do's and don'ts, it's important that we understand the basics of the ASWB exam. At its highest level the aswb exam is testing your knowledge and understanding of social work principles values and ethics it's an 170 question test it's broken into multiple sections with each one covering different topics and areas of social work you have four hours to complete the test and we encourage you to learn more about the aswb test by checking out other posts on our website that's agentsofchangeprep.com and you can click on the blog in the top right to find more posts about the structure of the exam and the contents of the exam. So learn more at Agents of Change Prep. So let's jump into these do's and don'ts. We built this list through working with tens of thousands of social workers, helping them pass their ASWB exams. The ones who have practiced the do's um, and avoided those don'ts have been more successful on test day. Um, So the five do's that we'll cover and go into more detail in this video today are, one, breaking down questions, two, reviewing the KSAs. If you don't know what KSAs are, don't worry. We'll get into that and we'll explain everything about it. Three, building a study plan. Four, finding your study group. And then five, taking practice exams. Those five are very important do's in preparing for your ASWB exam. Don'ts uh, are just as important to keep track of and to avoid. So don't wait until the last minute to begin studying. Uh, don't passively read. Uh, we'll talk about active reading strategies later too. Don't fall victim to ASWB myths or misconceptions. Um, anyone who's been on social media has joined a ASWB prep group has likely seen some myths out there, so we'll help you avoid those. Don't be surprised on test day. By being prepared, you can avoid that anxiety of any surprises that come up on the last day or even the last week coming up to your test. And don't forget about mental health. Uh, An incredibly important part of being successful on this exam is maintaining low anxiety, low stress, keeping yourself uh, first in mind and caring about your mental health as you go on this studying journey so these are the five do's and don'ts that we're going to break down today but we encourage you to come back to this list as you practice your studying as you get into your studying journey make sure that you're doing these do's and avoiding these don'ts so the first do learn to break down questions Um, And what we mean by breaking down questions is being able to read a question and decompose it into the important parts that you need to analyze and determine the correct answer. So at Agents of Change, we recommend what we call the five W's method. This is breaking down a question into the elements of who, what, where, when, and why. And when you break down a question in this way, you're able to just kind of sort through what may be some extraneous details and really just get the facts of that question very, very clearly. You're also able to avoid any misunderstandings or misinterpretations. Again, sometimes questions have extra information that you don't need. And by breaking them down with this five W's method, you're able to focus just on those details that matter most. And you can be very explicit in the way that you practice the 5W's method as you go through your ASWB exam prep. By that, I mean, write down, you know, on a scratch piece of paper, or if you print out a practice exam, write down next to the question, who, what, where, when, and why, and fill in those details. This will help ensure, again, you're not rushing through the exam. You're not missing details or you're not too focused on details that don't matter in the question. So whether you use the five Ws or another method of breaking down questions, you should definitely have one of these in your toolkit as you prepare for your exam. The second do is to review the KSAs. KSAs are knowledge, skills, and abilities. And this is an important way that the ASWB breaks down what you need to know for your ASWB exam, the content areas you need to focus on. And so by closely reviewing these KSAs on your specific exam, whether that's the bachelor's, master's, or clinical exam, you can identify, one, the areas you should focus on, and then, two, as you actually practice exam questions and learn about you know where you're strong or maybe where you need to improve you can focus on certain KSA areas with your study efforts. You can go and grab more practice questions for a particular KSA. Um, so these can really help you identify those knowledge gaps and just get you ready for the content areas you can expect to see on your exam. And you can see I put a link here too. So bit.ly slash ASWB KSA will take you directly to the ASWB website where you can learn more about the different KSAs that are important for those bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. And I encourage you to print these out. As you go through your exam preparation and you start to take practice exams, return back to these KSAs. Circle the ones where you realize, you know, oh, I need to get a little bit stronger here. I need to review this content. I need to take more practice questions here. It's really important to help you focus your study efforts as you go through your studying journey. The third do is to build a study plan. It sounds pretty self-explanatory or obvious, but a lot of students we work with or have worked with in the past don't create that study plan upfront. And when you don't create that study plan upfront, it can be overwhelming. You can get lost. You're jumping between different materials. You're maybe taking practice tests and then realizing you missed some materials, it's easy to get overwhelmed. With our program, Agents of Change, we do provide a comprehensive study calendar as well as a clear progression through topics that you can use to keep yourself on track. So with Agents of Change, we help take care of that for you and keep you on track as you prepare for your exam. But whether you use Agents of Change or not, make sure you have that study plan even write it down on a calendar or put it on Google Calendar to help keep your study schedule on track, help you monitor your progress as you go through that study schedule, and stay motivated as you work through your preparation for your exam. As you work through that study calendar, you'll be able to measure what percent have I completed, right, of the materials I need to know for this exam. How far along am I on my journey? Um, you know, how close am I to, to ready for my exam? It really helps you feel the momentum, um, the accomplishment as as you go through your studying journey. So definitely build a study plan. In addition to your study plan, we recommend a do is joining a study group. So study groups are important for a few reasons. They can give you a supportive environment which fosters collaboration, learning, and accountability. So by working with others who maybe think a little bit differently than you, learn a little bit differently than you, um, you can see things from a different perspective. So there might be an area you're struggling with that someone else, it maybe comes very natural to them. And they're able to explain, you know, how it does come naturally to them. They're able to show you another perspective that maybe you missed in your own personal review. So you have that opportunity to collaborate and learn from other people who think differently and importantly you hold each other accountable so we just talked about a study calendar you can you know in this study group share your study calendars with others you can you know kind of make sure you're hitting your milestones for your studying um, with each other and really hold each other accountable so much in the same way as sometimes people go to the gym with a partner um, to ensure that they go a certain amount of times per week by having that study group on your schedule, by having those other people who are dependent on you or you know, relying on you for your perspective, um, you have that extra push uh, to, to continue studying on the pace you need for your exam. So it'll help you stay motivated and committed to your study goals. Um, and then as we talked about, you know, of course it can get you to that deeper understanding that other perspective for some of the content areas that is so important as you prepare for your exam. And the final do that we have here, and we've alluded to this a lot along the way so far is take practice exams, Uh, really practice exams are the most important thing you can do in your exam prep journey. They really are the place where the rubber meets the road where you find out how close or far are you away from ready for this exam. It also helps you identify those gaps in knowledge that you need to double back to that you need to review more that you need to talk about in your study group, that you need to find more practice questions on. So at Agents of Change, in our packages, we offer hundreds of practice questions and also offer two full-length practice exams. Um, So, you know, again, as I mentioned, completely crucial to your studying journey in identifying those areas that require improvement. And i would say when you take your first practice exam don't feel discouraged on the questions you get wrong honestly feel excited you've identified some areas that you can review again that you can learn more deeply that you can talk about with others and you'll get those questions the next time around so we typically recommend you know taking at least two practice exams before you take the aswb exam And we also recommend that one of those is the practice exam offered by the ASWB. We know it's an additional purchase, but it's very, very important, and it's going to be the most realistic practice exam you take um, as it's given by the same organization that gives the actual exam. So definitely check out that ASWB practice exam, and we offer at Agents of Change several other practice exams as you prepare. So moving on to our five don'ts. So the first don't is don't wait until the last minute to prepare for your exam. Uh, at Agency Change, we recommend studying for at least six weeks before you take your exam. We see folks sometimes on social media who say, oh, I just you know, studied for a weekend or I studied for a week and I passed. That's an anomaly. That's not a common pattern. Um, that is not the way you want to prepare for this exam. So by taking that six weeks of time, or maybe even eight weeks, you're able to comprehensively review all of the material on these exams. Whether you're taking the bachelor's master's or clinical, there's a lot of material, there's a lot in those KSAs to review. And by giving yourself this time, you'll be able to go through all that material and come back to material that maybe didn't click the first time, something that you needed to talk about in a study group. You'll also give yourself plenty of time for those practice exams we just talked about um, and plenty of time to interpret those results and go back and review the sections that were challenging to you. Finally, don't wait to the last minute, because by taking this six to eight weeks, you'll be able to reduce your stress. You'll be able to keep your stress low. You'll let your brain process this content and retain it over time. Um, you won't feel like you're in a rush or having to cram information at the last minute. And cramming, you know, very, very rarely results in success. Again, if you see that on social media, that is not the norm. We recommend kind of slow and steady as your approach here. Six to eight weeks is what we recommend. That will let you go through all of the material with fidelity and come back to the areas that were challenging for you. Our second don't in a somewhat similar vein is don't assume that buying materials is enough. Um, purchasing materials is really just the start of your preparation for your ASWB exam. You have to review those materials thoroughly. You have to take your time going through them, go through them multiple times, especially for those areas that are challenging. Simply reading through them, you know, maybe while you're watching TV is not enough to ensure you actually understand that material and will retain it. So an important concept here that we talk about at Agents of Change is active reading. And this is really engaging with that text before, during, and after to help you get a deep understanding of the material. It's really getting yourself in that right environment, asking questions as you read, taking those notes, summarizing concepts, really it is active. You're kind of leaning into that content, you're fully in, you know, reading through it, as well as exploring it with questions and those notes. So again, buying materials, just the start. Review them thoroughly, review them with acting reading strategies, review areas multiple times that cause you challenges. Three, don't believe ASWB myths or misconceptions. Uh, I mentioned this before, but social media is full of these myths and misconceptions you don't have to go very far to see someone who has a shortcut or a trick or some way that you only have to study for a few days for the exam really be careful as you read these what what worked for one person out there on social media if if that's even true if it worked for them might not work for you you are the most knowledgeable about your unique learning style and what types of materials and what type of studying works best for you. Unfortunately, there aren't any shortcuts to succeeding on this exam. You know, it is tough work. It's a lot of content, um, especially if you've been out of school for a period of time, it can be a challenge getting your mind back into that studying mindset. But if you do have the right plan, as we talked about before, if you have that calendar, if you're putting forward consistent effort with the right strategies, you can succeed and pass this exam. But again, Be wary of any shortcuts, myths, or misconceptions you see out there. I encourage you to check out the Agents of Change blog. We have a post just on this topic highlighting more than 15 myths and misconceptions we've seen out there on social media. Fourth is don't be surprised on test day. Uh, So test day in and of itself can be a stressful experience, right? You've practiced You've taken weeks or months of time out of your life to prepare for this exam, and it all culminates in one day. So that naturally can be a stressful experience. One way to minimize this stress is to avoid any surprises on test day or even test week. So you know we recommend looking up things like how you're going to get to your testing location. What are the rules of the testing location? What can you bring? What will you have access to when you're taking the test? Will you get bathroom breaks or food breaks? There are many different details that sound small or mundane, but if these are surprises to you on testing, they'll create stress. They'll distract you from all of that knowledge that you've built uh, preparing for this exam. So we have several blog posts we'd recommend digging into deeper here one on just common questions and concerns about the test and then two others around preparing for that test week so how much studying should you be doing in that final week leading up to test day and then one for the actual test day again covering those basics of how am i getting there how long do i need to give myself what should i eat before my exam things like that that again can just reduce the chance you'll be surprised by anything on test day and preserve your focus on the material and the content that you know. Our final don't here in our do's and don'ts series is don't forget about your mental health. So I mentioned it a couple times as we've gone through here, but this test has a lot of content. It can drain you as you prepare for it. It can drain you as you recover from the studying that you're doing. And so make sure you have a mental health strategy in place To help you keep anxiety low through your test preparation this can take a lot of different forms this could be meditation it could be yoga it could be going for a walk it could also just be limiting the amount of time that you study in one stretch Um, you know typically at agents of change we recommend to our students no more than two hours of studying in a row at any period of time Once your brain goes beyond two hours, it starts to retain information at a lower rate. So you need that break, go have a meal, go talk with a family member, go for a run or a bike ride, whatever you do that lowers your stress, um, lowers your anxiety, preserves your mental health, make sure that's part of your practice. Um, We even encourage sometimes folks to put this on their study schedule right as you you know maybe look at how many days a week you want to study how many hours per day make sure you put in those breaks in between whether that's a break in a day or a couple of breaks in a week from studying this will help you be more successful in retaining the information you learn and keeping stress low Um, because if you have your anxiety start to peak um, or you're burnt out you're not going to remember um, that content that you've studied. You're not going to be as successful on your exam. So don't forget about mental health. So hopefully these five do's and don'ts were helpful regardless of where you are in your ASWB studying journey um, and regardless of whether you're studying for the bachelor's, master's, or clinical ASWB exams this material was helpful, please check out the other content that we have for free on our YouTube channel or our podcast, and check out other materials at agentsofchangeprep.com. I referenced our blog several times during this talk. There's a wealth of content there designed to help you get ready for test day. And finally, if you are looking for materials or practice exams, we do offer those paid materials on our website as well. And again, that's agentsofchangeprep.com. I know there's a lot to do as you prepare for your ASWB exams, but again, with the right plan, with the right strategies, by avoiding those don'ts and preserving your mental health along the way, you've got this. You will achieve success on your ASWB exam and get that pass. Thank you.